When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th, with me, Coogan Cassius, and some very special guests. Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn... You get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. He's back in the UK. Great day. All right, mate? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. You're here, there, and everywhere, so it's good that like you're here because you, you don't really do stuff here anymore, do you? Oh. Mexico, Detroit, Detroit. Well, I was supposed to go from Mexico to LA to Detroit, and then we signed the deal when I got on the plane, and then we called the press conference, and now I'm back for a day. So, um, but I wouldn't miss it for the world, mate. Near over seven years since that first press conference. Four hundred days since the fight. Yeah. Tower Bridge. Uh, do you remember? Yes, and I was I saw there. Pictures of it today. I had, I had no clue really what I was. I look at those pictures now. I don't even remember it. I don't even remember me then. Um, it's been an incredible run with AJ, with Dillian White, and they meet again August 12th. Massive fight. Uh, just waiting for the update. Looks like it's completely sold out in the first couple of hours. I think it's what. I think it's what we all need, don't you? Absolutely. I think it's what British boxing needs. I think it's what Matrim needs. I think it's what DAZN needs. I think it's what AJ needs. I think it's what Dillian White needs. And, you know, I mean, you live in the, the strange social media world where, you know, people want to comment and say, who's interested in this? It's like, mm, probably the 18,000 that bought a ticket in the first couple of hours or the hundreds of thousands of people that will be watching on the night and millions of people around the world. This is a massive, massive massive fight and they're going to come together in about an hour um, I think it's safe to say that your relationship with Dillian White has had its ups and downs um, he's fighting he has signed the contract he's taking whatever money he's taking but how difficult was the whole process from his side yeah, Dillian Dillian's it's not really Dillian it's the team of people around him and that's not that they're not good at what they do or they don't know what they're doing. They're just difficult. Um, I get on with them. I'm honest. I tell you that. I tell Dillian White that. Um, and when I made the initial offer, the, the reply that I received made me think there was absolutely no chance this fight was going to get made at all. I gave them our best number straight off the bat. No games. And when I got the reply, I thought there's absolutely no way this fight happens. When I went to AJ about this fight, I said to him, look, I want you to fight B 
before Deontay Wilder. He said, I would like to as well. Derek James says, I would like to. Everybody was on board. But you have the deal in Saudi, which is pretty much done, of one of the biggest fights in boxing for a huge amount of money. So I said to him, what's your thoughts on an opponent for August? And he said, Dillian White. And I said, okay, look, I'll make the offer. We made the offer. Dillian's team came back. I said, look, forget Dillian White. That fight's not happening. You know, every time we make an offer or send an email, they go to TalkSport or they go to Sky Sports within five minutes. They're just playing games. I'm just being honest. So we started to look at other opposition and he just, he weren't interested, AJ. You know, I talked about Walin, I talked about Cabellao, I talked to about Hergovic, I talked to all these guys and he was like, oh, yeah. I mean, Hellanius came up. He's like, well, I fight Hellanius. Wilder knocked him out in a round. I said, no, but I'm just giving you, there's not a lot of options. He said, well, can't we go back to Dillian White? So, you know, there was talk about the rematch clause. Obviously, I put that in because he's got the Wilder fight and I just feel like, you're, you're a massive A-side, you should have a rematch clause. AJ said, I'm not bothered about the rematch clause. Take that out, took it out, and then it all went very quiet, and Dillian White came back and signed the contract. Missed some bits out, which we eventually got signed. But and I, I, even when he sent back the signed com contract, which was incomplete of a few things, I thought, nah, nah. And I'm shocked. I'm absolutely shocked this fight's happening because I'm shocked AJ would have a fight with this kind of risk when he's got Deontay Wilder on a plate. I'm shocked that Dillian White, having thought how bad, in his opinion, this deal was, that he's accepting the fight. And it shows you a couple of things. Number one, when fighters want a fight, it happens. And number two, AJ believes he goes in and does a job on Dillian White. And Dillian White believes he ends AJ's career on August the 12th. And that is why I love this fight. Because they don't particularly like each other. They both want to knock the other one out, and absolutely everything is on the line on August the 12th. Without talking, obviously, specific numbers, where are or where was you with what Dillian is actually getting and what he wanted? Where was that gap, or what is that gap? I, I mean, we never got to a number. There was reports of what we offered and what he wanted. We never even got that far. I made our best offer straight off the bat, and they come back and basically said, it is miles away from what we would consider. Also, don't forget, August 12th at the O2 had been planned for a while. If we were in a stadium, there would be more money for this fight. But we're not going to a stadium, we're in the O2. Could have sold out Tottenham, could have sold out Wembley easy, this fight. But we locked into the O2, so I said, this is the money. You know, and again, I, I didn't really, I never really expected it to be Dillian White. And to get the fight made, what, five and a half weeks before the fight? To do a presser less than five weeks before, the, like, it's, it's wild. But it's what, it's, it's the per sometimes things just happen at the right moment. I think this is the perfect fight. Pay-per-view price is set at 26 99 Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think other fights, 24 95 26 95 it's, it's a massive fight. We've seen that from the ticket sales. It's the fastest selling boxing event at the O2 on the pre-sale. Today we sold out in a couple of hours. It's a massive fight. Is that the dearest price AJ's fought at? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think it was there. Yeah, 25, 26 pound, I think. Yeah, pound more, pound and a half more. Okay, um, but your general sale went on today and you're expecting by the end of yeah, the play had, today? Yeah, we had less than 100 tickets left at 12.30, three hours in. So, complete sellout. Um, and I, you know, you know what, like, one thing, 
that I would say. Don't let people dim your flame. Because if you read too much, you start like, I sat down with Frank Smith in Mexico and I said, do you think this sells out? And he was like, are you mad? And I said, this was before the pre-sale, right? And I said, yeah, just seen a lot of, you know, the usual lot on Twitter saying that it's not a very big fight. He said, what are you even thinking? Anyway, went on the pre-sale, complete madness. And it just, what I'm getting at is, don't let people dim your light because sometimes you read too much and it starts affecting your vision and your opinion. And if you do listen to people that one, have agendas or two, actually don't know what they're doing, just believe in yourself and believe in your path, your strategy. And I won't be doing that again. So up until now, that's what you have been doing. Yeah, but I was like, today, I said, how are we getting on? Yeah, like, I mean, just madness, total madness. But we haven't done an event like this since probably AJ against Usyk. I don't think there's been an event like this in British boxing. Conor Ben against Chris Eubank was the one, but we all know what happened there. But since then, we haven't had... Uh, we as in you, Matrim, yeah. In Britain. Yeah. There hasn't been a fight. I think maybe Brooke Khan a couple of years ago. That was one that went, like, mental. Um, well, Fury and White did. Yeah, but that was a, while, a long time ago. It was last year. Mm, yeah, March last year. April last okay, year. Yeah. So a year and three or four months. So um, I feel like it's been a long time coming. And I feel like it's the perfect fight. And I'm excited. Um, I heard you just say there that you're not going to announce the undercard today. I mean, I want to. We're, you know, look, there's, you've got Ebony Bridges defend their world title. You've got Johnny Fisher in his first title fight. Chance of Dempsey McKean against Philip Hergovich. Ammo Williams, Fabio Wardley's coming today to go through his strategy for the next few fights. So we were trying to make sure we could announce today. We probably will need another 48 hours, in all honesty, to get everything signed. I don't want to just make announcements when we haven't got contracts signed for the sake of it. But planning a big card, World Championship action. Derek Chisora wants to fight on the card as well. Um, so we probably need another 48 hours, in all honesty. And you're, you're obviously had an initial plan to do a show a couple of weeks before on the 29th, which I'm assuming obviously not happening anymore, but your decision not to go 29th for July. Yeah, just because we're going to put most of the fights on this card. Um, I feel it would be unwise to stage a show in London three weeks before an 18,000 sellout. Um, we are going the week after in Birmingham, which will be announced this week. And we are on the verge really of trying to get our slate from August to December completely announced. We're really making progress in a lot of those big fights around the world. And I honestly think this schedule will be the best six month schedule we've produced in boxing. Um, and that is the focus now of the team. Obviously we've got Detroit this week, but then we've got a couple of weeks with no shows where the plan is to get all those contracts signed and make a big announcement for that slate from August to December worldwide. Could you put your head up a little bit, you know, like a... Is that better? No, that's a lot better. That's a lot better, mate. Um, OK, uh, Usyk and Dubai had their first press yes, conference sir. today um, in Poland, uh, August 26th. Yeah, decent fight for both, or what do you think? Yeah, good fight. I mean, I think it's a great chance for Daniel. You know, I saw he was 7-1 to one to win the fight. I mean, I don't think he wins any rounds, but he's, he's a huge puncher. So we know Usyk can be hurt. Um, yeah, I think I think AJ, uh, AJ I think Dubois got a shot in that fight. 
Um, bit weird, didn't see Frank or George there. Dev Sarney was yeah, there I today. I, I love. I told you before. I think Dev Sarney's hilarious. But um, it's just weird that a unified world heavyweight. I don't know what what the. I don't know. A bit weird. But um, I think he. I don't think he wins. But he could win. Good luck to him. Love to see him gander. Um, I think Alex Crescent makes some comments saying that if Tyson Fury is to fight Francis Ngannou, he should be stripped of his world title. What do you think about that? Mm, I don't know. I mean, Fury is fighting Ngannou, and that will be announced, I think, Saudi. Um, today, is it? Tomorrow? Whenever it is. Um, should he be stripped of his WBC title? Probably not. But he should have a mandatory. I mean, the rules state in the WBC, I believe, that every 12 months there's a mandatory challenger. And the last mandatory challenger was Dillian White back in, um, I'm not even sure, oh yeah, that was, yeah, back in April, whenever that was, of, of 13, 14 months ago. So I don't see why he shouldn't have a mandatory, especially when he's fighting Francis Ngannou. But... Um, can't, you know. what, what do you think about it, though? What, the fight? Yes. We yeah, don't know all the stipulations and rules around it. But. I don't think you can blame Tyson Fury for making a load of money to fight France and Ghana. I mean, but it's just, you can't come out and say you're about this, you're about that, and then, like, the Usyk fight was there. Everyone knows that. And he chose not to fight him. Again, I go back to it. If you really want to fight, you make it happen. The... Usyk fight was there for him in Saudi for a load of money. He's chose not to do it. He's chose to fight France and Ghana. But I don't begrudge the man. I mean, it's a, like he's going to be 100 to 1 on to be like France and Ghana couldn't beat Tyson. They could fight a million times and Francis and Ghana wouldn't win the fight. And if Fury's going to get 40, 50 million to fight him, good luck to him. But he's not a serious, like he's not, he doesn't really want undisputed legacy. But everyone's different. He's probably thinking, I couldn't care less about legacy. Give me 40 mil. Thank you. Sweet. Can't, you know, I get it. And everything's on track, obviously, pending August 12th. But for Saudi, for Joshua and Wilder. Well, everything's on ice, yeah. to be honest with you. I mean, we had meetings with, with Prince Khalid and, and Skills Challenge. Um, the, fight, the fight's on between Deontay Wilder. But what they've clearly told us is, firstly, don't fight Dillian White, please. But you've done it anyway. Yeah. So, and the second bit of that was, if you fight Dillian White and lose, this offer is off the table. Does that put White into contention to fight Wilder? Then? I, don't, I, don't, I mean, maybe. I think that's probably what Dillian's thinking. Dillian's rolling the dice here. He's thinking, if I win this fight, I'm going to get the Wilder fight. I'm going to get a massive fight. But, you know, high stakes for this fight in every way, for everybody. Not just the Wilder fight, but careers, world championship ambitions, pride, everything, it's massive. Quick couple of ones, what's the update on Conor Ben's situation with Eubank? We hope for some news, possibly today. Um, if not in the next couple of days. Um, it's news that could open the door for him fighting Chris Eubank in England in September. It's what we want. Give me a percentage that that happens in I September. Mean, I mean, I don't know enough to give you a, a clear percentage. 
I think there's a very good feeling amongst his team and his legal team that there will be a resolution this week. But I, I, I honestly couldn't give you a, a prediction from my end because I don't know enough about it. All I'm told is we believe this week we'll be able to open the door for a potential fight in the UK. And Wilder Ruiz? No. No way. No so Wilder way. could be the only one not fighting before December. Yeah, I think he wants to fight, but like all these things, you know, like you've got to be willing. If you're having a smaller fight, you've got to be prepared to take smaller money. And some people look at the money for smaller fights. This is the risk that AJ had, really, taking a fight against someone with low risk, low name for small money and not really getting yourself up for it. They're sometimes the most dangerous fights. So he thought, no, I'll have a no, big money, not compared to Deontay Wilder, but you know, I'll have a big fight in a fight I really want to win, in a fight that there is risk, there is jeopardy, maybe there is a little bit of fear, and that's going to get the best out of me. And like I said, we kept on asking, we kept on looking, and Dillian White was the name we always came back to. Well, press conference is about to start shortly. I think you get chin today. Did I, I did think that myself. Do you think it could go off? I think Dillian White's going to do what David Hay tried to do to you so. in that presser, trying to get you, get you today. That's just my prediction. Oh, he's not said anything, but I no. just think he's going to... Maybe. But I'm, I'm up for it. I'm ready. I've got a bit of a, a, bit of a Stevie Bold, but I'm ready. You're, you're like on separate sides of the table now. Like You haven't oh, really, really been in press conferences, have you? You've always kind of been on Dillian's side in press conferences, but today you're really not. No, I mean... At the end of the day, we've done a great job for Dillian. We've given him great opportunities. He's been great to work with. And this fight, both guys get the opportunity to make great money and have a huge fight. So I've, I've got no beef with Dillian. Um, we'll see. Get a reaction after. Last one. What are you doing August 13th, mate? August 13th. Mate, will you stop, will you stop though now? No. No, all right, you can stop I mean, promoting your show no, on the 12th. I don't, I don't, I don't push you my push, shows. Oh, no. you push, you push good, everything. Good. No, bollocks, mate. No, don't. Mate, if, you, if, you, no. if you don't finish this sentence, no, there's a problem. Now, yeah? Yeah. I do not push my shows half as hard as you push all oh, I learned from you. You're starting to make me sound a little bit desperate, right? And I'm not desperate. It's all I'm my saying, show, I know it's your and show. I'll do it how I want to do it. Okay. And we're not desperate. But please come on August the 13th. It's going to be a great night. We're going to have such a laugh. We've got so many special guests. Every time I open up my Instagram, it's you've been sent a reel from IFL. And it's some random, like even people that can't stand me, you've got selling our show on August the 13th at the O2. Really? What, from, I'm trying to work out. Like everybody. So August the 13th, get your tickets. We're going to have a right good night. It's going to be the night after AJ. Going to be really tight. It's an O2 double August weekender. Okay. Get your tickets and your popcorn. Come okay. on, Eddie. I'm learning all this shit from you, mate. Eddie Hearn, thank you very much. Be safe today, mate. Be thank safe. You, mate. Thank you. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th, with me, Kuka Cassius, and some very special guests, Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn, you get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. Sports Social Podcast Network.